0: Hi, I'm John Marr and I'm here today with Nancy Sapperstone, Senior HR Business Partner at Insight Performance, a human resources and employee benefits consulting firm based in Massachusetts with offices in Dedham and Beverly. Today our topic is FMLA, What Managers Need to Know. Welcome Nancy.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Sure. So Nancy, what is FMLA Live?
1: So FMLA is leave that's taken under the Family Medical Leave Act and it gives employees job protected time to take unpaid leave to deal with important family and health situations. There are a couple different reasons why you may take FMLA. It could be your own serious health condition or a family member's serious health condition. It could be for birth or adoption or foster care placement of a child. It could be to care for an injured service member or a veteran. Um, It also could be for demands related to a close relative's active duty in the military.
0: So is there a definition of family member? Who does that include?
1: Yeah, they actually do outline specifically who is kind of qualified as a family member, and it includes the employee's spouse, their son, daughter, or parent that may have a serious health condition. But you know, it's interesting. It could also include grandparents. And we recently had a situation where there was a grandmother who was a primary caregiver when the employee was younger. And since that grandparent was the primary care- caregiver, the employee was eligible for leave under FMLA.
0: Okay, so it kind of depends on the situation, right? Yeah. Are there eligibility requirements for leave, or are all employees eligible?
1: Yeah. So there are some eligibility requirements on the employer side. Companies with fifty or more employees are required to offer FMLA leave. On the employee side, the employee must have worked for the company for at least 12 months. Um, they also have to have worked a total of 1,250 hours in the 12 months immediately preceding the date that they're going to start the leave. Um, so if they're very part-time they may not be eligible and there also must be at least 50 employees on-site or within a 75-mile radius of the work site.
0: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the reasons an employee might take FMLA leave. You mentioned their own serious health condition or the condition of a family member. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Sure. So, you know, a serious health condition could be, you know, a physical illness or a mental illness, it could be an injury or a condition that requires that they're, you know, under inpatient care, such as an overnight stay in the hospital or a hospice or a residential facility, they may be getting continuing treatment by a healthcare provider, or they could be incapacitated due to, you know, different ongoing diseases, such as asthma or diabetes or epilepsy, um, and need treatment by a healthcare provider for that as well. Um, We've also seen for FMLA, somebody may be getting treatments for uh, chemotherapy and cancer treatments or kidney dialysis. So um, there's a whole range of different um, kind of serious health conditions that can be um, fall under the FMLA. Also, it's important to note that time off for pregnancy or prenatal care could also be included under serious health conditions.
0: So are there any other reasons for FMLA leave?
1: Yeah, so the second reason is for bonding with a child upon birth, placement of adoption, or in foster care. If the leave is taken for this reason, it has to be taken within 12 months of the birth or adoption. And it's important to also note that both men and women are eligible for leave uh, under this reason. And then the other reason why somebody might take leave is to care for a qualified service member. And for all the other leaves we've been talking about, the maximum amount of leave under the law is 12 weeks. But for care of a service member, this increases to 26 weeks of allowable leave. So leave under the military service portion can be taken for either a serious injury or illness of an active service member, to care for a veteran with a qualifying serious injury or illness. Um, And an employee may also take leave due to the need that results from their family member being on a covered active military duty.
0: So now that we've gone over the reasons, can you tell me a little bit more about the amount of leave that's allowed under FMLA?
1: Yeah, so in general, under federal FMLA, eligible employees can take up to 12 work weeks of leave during any 12-month period um, for the previously discussed situations, such as you know the newly uh, born child, adopted or placed in a foster care to care for a spouse, child or parent with a serious health condition, their own serious health condition, and then for um, care of a parent or uh spouse child on active duty important though to note is that fmla also provides eligible employees with 26 weeks of unpaid fmla leave during a single 12-month period to care for a covered service member or veteran recovering from a serious injury or illness so that's a little bit different than the standard 12 week
0: okay and is that leave always unpaid
1: the leave is typically unpaid unless the company has a policy to pay for the leave Um, The employee can use often their earned paid time off to help supplement and a lot of times also the leave may run concurrently with the employer's disability plan and that will also give them some pay.
0: Okay, so are there requirements around when an employee has to request the leave?
1: Yeah, so typically um, the way the law is set out, an employee is required to give 30 days notice for what's called foreseeable leave. Um, so if that foreseeable, you know, it's, the leave is not foreseeable, then, you know, the employee should be giving it as soon as they are able to do so. Um, so typically uh, around one to two business days is typically if it's not foreseeable. Um, and similar to certification for medical purposes, certification may also be asked um, for the, by the employee who requests leave Okay,
0: so for example, like in the case of uh, a mother giving birth a month or so before the, the due date. the due date, you'd want to let your employer know that, right. hey, I'm, you know, if you hadn't noticed already, I'm pregnant and right. you know or or in the case of an adoption, even you'd probably know when that was going to happen ahead of time. Right. And, so know. usually
1: you can plan for a lot of it. Um, but there are certainly cases if you get in a car accident and you're in the hospital over sure. the weekend and um, you know then to, as soon as you know, let your employer know. You know, it's interesting on the flip side, the employer also has some requirements around what they need to do um, in terms of within five business days, you know, if you go and you ask your employer for leave under FMLA, they need to give you some notification and provide you notice with your written rights and responsibilities under FMLA too. So there's kind of some requirements on both sides.
0: And do, do they need to respond back to you within a certain amount of time as well?
1: Yeah, that should be within that 5-day period, but okay. a lot of it sometimes also depends on when the employee is able to get that certification back to their company.
0: Right. Cuz you need to plan for your life too and you need to to be able to plan on, well, you know, is my company actually going to give me this leave or right. do I need to show up at the office tomorrow, you know, or get fired or something right, right, like right. that? You need to be able to plan yeah, for that. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens to the employee's health insurance while they're out on leave?
1: So while they're out on leave, Um, Under FMLA, the company is required to maintain their existing group health plan coverage for employees at the same level and the conditions of coverage as while they were, you know, before they went on leave. So if you were on family coverage for your medical plan, you would continue that family coverage. And if the employee portion of the pay was 25%, Twenty-five percent. You would continue paying that twenty-five percent. So um, employers should make arrangements with employees go out on a, going out on FMLA leave on how they're going to get that, you know, portion of the premium back.
0: Okay. I've heard of intermittent leave. What's that, and how is that different?
1: Oftentimes FMLA leave is taken in blocks of time. So if you are having a surgery, or if you're going out and you're having a baby, you know, typically you know you're going to be out for three or four weeks, and then you know you'll be back. Intermittent leave um, is kind of more of a a breakup of that leave, but it still falls under the same rules in terms of allowing you up to 12 work weeks. But it may be taken, you know, for example, in the case of somebody who's going through chemotherapy and needs one or two days off every month. Or, you know, a, a woman who has severe morning sickness, and it's not necessarily a regular thing, but it's a couple couple days a month, um, or, you know, to get her prenatal exam. So it's not, you know, in that block of time, but it is allowable under FMLA.
0: Okay. And in terms of job protection, what does that mean?
1: So again, under FMLA, you are required to provide each qualified returning employee with the same position or an equivalent position with equivalent benefits and, you know, other terms and conditions of employment. So um, uh, it's oftentimes hard to kind of, you know, if things have changed while the person is out, you really need to be careful to make sure that you do maintain that um, kind of same condition, you know, of employment.
0: Okay. And so what are some key takeaways that supervisors or managers uh, should remember?
1: Yeah, so it's real important, you know, if you do have an employee who's interested in taking or, you know, is going to need to take some FMLA leave um, to make sure that you give them the appropriate paperwork. Um, that you talk to them about how they're going to make their benefit payments, explain either the 12 weeks in a 12 month period or 26 weeks in a 12 month period, depending on why they are taking that leave. Talk about, you know, is that leave going to be in a block of time? Is it going to be intermittently and kind of work it out? And then because there are so many legal ramifications around FMLA, we do encourage you to work with your your HR department and make sure that you understand exactly what needs to be done and kind of consult, you know, the forms and the paperwork and the documentation that's necessary.
0: Could you tell me how how long the FMLA uh, has been around? And you know, is this what might have been called uh, maternity leave? You know, uh, some time ago, and now has kind of expanded to include you know lots of situations that maybe you know weren't being covered before.
1: Yeah, the exact date I think was back in the '90s um, that it went into effect, um, and it actually is a little bit different than um, maternity leave for example in massachusetts there's the massachusetts maternity leave and that would cover employees who actually don't qualify for fmla so sometimes these things run somewhat concurrently where if you have an employee who, you know, maybe your company is under 50 employees, so you're not eligible for FMLA, or the employee just started six months ago, so they didn't work the full 12 months, then they're not eligible for FMLA, but they would be eligible for, likely for some kind of state, depending on your state requirements, for state maternity leave. All
0: right, that's really great information. Thanks again for speaking with me today, Nancy. Thank you for having me. And for more information, visit insightperformance.com or call 781- Three two six eight two zero one.